A Nation Divided, furnished by The Cochran Firm. Talk Radio 790. Welcome. You're listening to A Nation Divided. I am Brian Dunn, sitting across from my best friend, Mr. James Oates. How are you doing, brother? Well, I'm doing well, Brian, but I, I'm having a little deja vu. Deja vu. I'm having a little deja vu today. So, folks, in this show, as you know, we like to talk about some uncomfortable topics. Uh, we like to uh, lift the veil off of things that uh, are sometimes kept in the dark. Uh, we hope that we can tear down the walls uh, that exist between us as Americans and live in a, in a society that embodies the system of our forefathers who said that all men are created equal uh, on the date that our nation was founded. So uh, we're going to continue the discussion that we began last week, folks. And uh, as we uh, mark the what is the 400th uh, anniversary of the imposition of slavery in America, uh, we are once again revisiting the question of white and black people uh, and why we have these concepts and uh, whether or not we should continue uh, after all of these years to even have these concepts. Now, this is a taboo topic for many. Uh, No, I have not lost my mind. I am not doing drugs, and I am not insane. Uh, but, well, you're a little crazy, but you're not totally well, insane. But, but that's you're kind of crazy, but I mean, I mean let's I, be honest That's here, supposed but. to be a secret gem. Right. <laughs> anyway. But not insane. But, but, you know, when you think about it, it could be considered sacrilegious to even bring this up because we're so tied to our race. We're so tied to the conceptualization of who we are uh, in the context of being white and being black. And when we think about this, uh, we go back to, uh, you know, the DNA of our nation, which is the Declaration of Independence, it says in the first sentence, all men are created equal. Uh, we had a system uh, of uh, chattel slavery in this country that existed for approximately 250 years. And in that system, uh, as it developed, there became a conceptualization that did not exist before in our nation, and that is that we are white people and that we are black people. And this is something that was man-made. Uh, this is a construct that Uh, does not exist in nature. It's something that was created in our nation uh, for the purpose of perpetuating a system of social inequality. And when we talk about race and we talk about America, uh, we're talking about something that existed that didn't exist before uh, to perpetuate a system uh, of slavery. And it it seemed as though these ideas got embedded and they, they continued to exist and persist Uh, Even after slavery, we had the period called Reconstruction, uh, which was very similar in many ways to slavery. We had a long period that existed some 150 years after the end of slavery uh, to essentially keep one group disenfranchised, the group that was called black. Uh, The concept of of, uh, civil rights and the Jim Crow era, all of these things kind of existed until about 1965, in which the law was finally passed that allowed all individuals to vote. And my question, folks, for you is if we have this concept of black and white people and if we know that it existed to perpetuate a system of social inequality, why do we still have black and white people today? And 
are we not perpetuating the same problems that existed in the past by reinforcing these concepts, which are inherently false? So although it may be a taboo topic, although it may be sacrilegious, we're definitely going to want to hear your voice, Americans. This is a conversation for any American, and no view will be discounted. We want you to weigh in. Uh, you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222, 1-800-222-5222. And we're going to be talking about, in our country, as it exists now, a full 150 years after the, actually, uh, yeah, 200 years after the imposition of slavery. After the abolition of slavery, slavery forgive me, why do we still have this, white and black people? Why do we still have a census where if you get the census brought to your house, you have to check a box that says whether you're white or whether you're black. And what do these concepts even mean? I mean, what is the characteristic that defines these? And, and when you think about this, you can get to genetic issues, you can get to cultural issues, you can get to all kinds of issues. But one of the things that we have to always fall back on when we talk about white and black people is that. In order for the system of slavery to exist for as long as it existed, there had to be some notion that we were inherently different. There had to be some notion that there was, there was a difference in white people and people who were not white, uh, and it's something that was defined in direct contravention of the concept of all men are created equal. It's something that existed in the abstract, but it certainly didn't have anything being equal. You had to have some kind of an idea that there was a different, uh, a different genetic makeup. We came from a different place. Uh, we had a different God in many cases. In many cases, Christianity uh, was defined as something that was limited to people uh, based upon their, their race. And I really want to challenge this, folks, because I'm wondering why we still have this. Why can't we just say American? And why do we say black American or, or white American? Uh, my birth certificate says Negro. Uh, I grew up in a world where I was called black, and then it switched to African American. Or African American, right. Right. And before that, it was colored. And before that, it was, you know, Negro or, or the N-word, as we say. My thing still says uh, Caucasian sometimes, right? Or right. Caucasoid, which... Yeah. But the, the common denominator is American. All of these things fall back to American. And... I'm a patriot, folks. I've dedicated my entire life to the enforcement of the Constitution of the United States, and I'm wondering now why we still do this. Why, when children are born, do we tell them that they're, they're black before we tell them they're American or that we tell them that they're white? And, you know, this is a concept that I want, you know, it's, it's something that we just don't usually talk about. Uh, but it, it, the reason why I'm bringing this up, folks, is because we're seeing the perpetuation of race and the myths of race still uh, manifest themselves in, in current political politics. In, in current, I said political politics. In current politics, in the way that we're looking at issues, uh, it seems as though they seem to always revert back to these basic concepts, and I want to know why we have them. Uh, we'd love to hear your voice, folks. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. All views are welcome. If you have the courage, you can call in. 1-800-222-5222. Uh, we are asking the question, uh, that we started last week, which is why do we still have in this day and age uh, white and black people? And when we think about this, again, as I said, in order to perpetuate this myth, and I do call it a myth, folks, we have to have an idea that there are different, that we're inherently different. And I know you've looked at this, Jim. Uh, tell us a little bit about the science behind this. 
Well, I've got to go back again and say that, and I want to say this very plainly, plainly and clearly. I want to say that that I know from everything that I've read that race, race as a concept in the United States of America, as a way of defining people's characteristics, right, to be something more than just any other essentially random trait that a person has right. is a completely false construct. It's a completely false way of thinking. And, you know, I'm, I'm a guy that kind of has, has been a, a thinker. Uh, but w- tell us why. I mean, wh- what can we really say to back that up that, that, you know, the folks that have always accepted this would, you know, that, that to challenge that belief, to tell them that, look, this is something that's not real. It's going to take some time to unpack each one of these things, but I'll, I'll say it in three ways. I, I know that this is a false construct because History shows it to be. History shows that there was a time, and we're and again, we're specifically talking about American brand of racism, right. scientific racism, which is different racism, from any other post Enlightenment era racism. This is what we're really talking about here, and that is what rate that is the, probably the best way to define the word racism. When Americans talk about it today, when you see it in a news article, or when you hear someone talking about it on a TV show, right. when they use the word racism, what they're really talking about is the American brand of scientific racism right. that started just inside of and just past the age of enlightenment. Uniquely American. Uniquely American. Here's the things that I know. I know that history shows it to be false. It shows it to be a false construct. It shows it to be built uh, for for a reason that, that none of us would agree with today. And it's not just slavery. It shows that scientifically as well. I know that modern science shows me, tells me, the preponderance of evidence in modern science, specifically genetic science, study of DNA, Human DNA tells me that this is that this is not true. That the rate the concept of race is a is a falsehood. But here's the I think the most important thing for me, Brian, and I think it's more most important for you too because we've talked about this a lot this past week. My American creed, the philosophical notion of what makes us Americans, that our our foundational document, the Declaration of Independence, all men are created equal. That is what tells me that this is not. Real And I believe in the American creed. I believe in the Declaration of Independence. I believe in those foundational documents. And because I believe in that philosophy so strongly, even for all the flaws of the people that wrote those words, I believe that it's wrong. Amen. And it's going to keep us going. Folks, we want your opinion about the concept of why we keep this going, the concept of race in America, white and black people. Is it something that we should completely do away with and replace with just American I know this may be taboo, uh, but we're going to take a break very shortly. Mike from Venice, please keep keep uh, holding. And, and everyone else who's on the line, we're going to get to you. Uh, you can reach us if you want to join the discussion at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. We want to hear your opinion on the uh, question that is so very uniquely American. Why do we have white and black people today? And is this something that we really still want to keep teaching our children? We'll be right back, folks. Welcome back, folks. We are Talk Radio, KABC 790. A nation divided where we talk about so many uncomfortable subjects. And we just figured we'd talk about the one of the most divisive issues that has occurred in the American landscape, and that is the conceptualization of race and the fact that Americans are different because there are white Americans and there are black Americans. 
And the fact that still today, uh, if a person fills out an application for anything, be it a house, an insurance uh, quote, or uh, any type of thing you could imagine, one of the first five questions will be asked is what ethnicity and race. And now they say African-American, black, or they say white. And should we still have these boxes? Should we still categorize ourselves as black and white people after the vestiges of, of slavery? Uh, have been identified as being wrong and uh, inconsistent with our national creed, which is that all men are created equal. Uh, is this something that we should still perpetuate today? Uh, we want to hear your thoughts, folks, and any opinion is welcome. Uh, even if you're uh, from a group that may be considered on the fringe, we want to hear from you. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Mike from Venice, we want to thank you for being so patient. Uh, and uh, holding for us, we'd like to hear your opinion. Uh, tell us a little bit about what you think, and welcome to A Nation Divided. Uh, hi, can you hear me okay? We can hear you just hey, fine, Hey, we got Mike. you great, man. Yeah, so I think that your question is based on a few false premises, the main one being that we act the way we do because of labels we've been given. That's I believe, is false. Uh, we act the way we do uh, based on race and other physical differences because of what we see with our own eyes. The, premise, the, the idea that all men are created equal does not mean all men are identical or that all men are physically equal. It means all men are spiritually equal. But uh, physically, we're all different. We can all see the differences. So shorter people will tend to cling together. Lighter, fairer-skinned people will tend to Click together as really? with darker yeah. skinned people and taller people. Actually, I think I, I, I don't know, Mike. If I if I can get with you on that, first no, I just I disagree with you, Brian. I actually think what Mike's saying is right on. I think the question we have to ask him then is if what he's saying is completely true in the United States today. He's talking about short people. I'm six yeah, foot but, four, and I don't have any friends that are six foot four. But I get all of my people. All of my friends I are shorter get, than I. Am. I get what Mike's it's trying to say. It's just the way it is. I get my great Mike. <laughs> let me know. ask you this question then: <laughs> if if what you've said is is completely true, which I I kind of actually think that I'm I'm getting what you're saying, but let me ask you this question. If that's true, then why do we still have a census that asks people whether they're black or white? I I think whether we have it or not, we're still going to treat each other differently. And, and you can get rid of the census and you can get rid of the labels. And we're still going to all click together based on our physical similarities and differences. You know, Mike, that, that view is held by so many people. And I want to thank you for echoing it. And I, the reason why I exist actually in my lifetime is to challenge that on a fundamental level. Not with, not with my career, but with my words and everything. Because I don't necessarily think we have to adopt that we're going to be in boxes. I don't think we necessarily have to accept that because it has happened for the entirety of, of our history as a nation. I think that you talk about a label and it, uh, there's something to be said about a label. I think that there's uh, going to always be a conceptualization of how do you make the world more equal? How do you make people get along? You can talk about sensitivity training. You can talk about all of these issues we need to communicate. But the concept is we are operating off of a false premise. And it, you know, the concept of race as a just as a concept is born out of a system of social inequality, uh, which, which I is... disagree, sir. I disagree. OK, I think it's born out of what we see with our own two eyes. I'm, I'm going to hang up. I, I got to go. But right. I think we're just going to have to disagree, sir. Thank All you right. very much. We certainly appreciate your Thanks, opinion. Mike. Thank Thanks, Mike. Thanks for calling. For calling. A Nation Divided, folks, if you'd like to weigh in on the subject. The uh, phone number is 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. Uh, do you agree with Mike that it's just race is just going to be there and we're just going to be different uh, because it's just human nature that we just are going to just 
disagree and why's it going to well, hang, hang with blacks and about, blacks are going to hang with blacks. One thing we talked about that, a lot. That short and tall thing we, just doesn't work. I'm telling talk, you right there. That, one thing that you and I, oh, I don't know about that actually. <laughs> I don't know. Well, they actually, so, okay, you get into the whole idea of, 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 uh, of how people choose mates. I mean, they choose people that tend to be more like their same height. They choose a lot of different things that way. So yeah. there is some truth to that. But here's my question though, Brian, or, or what I would have had for Mike is to go back to this thing about what you and I've talked about, which we called fraternity, the idea of cohesiveness, the right. idea that if you take two people and it doesn't matter if they're black, white, uh, red, whatever their color, and you put them together and they live together and they grow together and they work together and they believe in the same essential there things, you go. Those just, they, are going, they are going to have a certain cohesiveness. Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. And it's going exactly. to disappear. You're not going to see people. The, the idea of race is going to disappear. And if that yeah, disappears, then do we need it on the census? When I was born, in, I didn't even understand right. the concept. There was more. Right. was my best friend. He looked lighter than me. Uh, uh, Raul uh, was my best friend. We liked him. Uh, uh, Korean. Captain David Kim was looked a little different. Hadn't have a different yeah, shaped well, nose, maybe, or whatever. But I mean, they weren't. You know, exactly. We liked David Kim because he had a jump shot, which we didn't miss. <laughs> right. Whenever our neighborhood right. played another neighborhood, right. David was always knocking yeah. down threes. It just let's, didn't matter that he was Korean. We didn't see it that way. All right, Gus from Long Beach. Long Thank Beach. you for being so patient. Welcome to a nation divided, uh, folks. If you want to weigh in, it's one eight hundred two 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 five two two two. We're talking about race, conceptualization of race, white and black people. Why do we still have that now? Uh, Gus, uh, please give us your thoughts. We're dying to know what you think. How you guys doing? Doing great, brother. Doing, thank doing you for calling. Now. Welcome to A Nation Divided. Yes, thank you. I'm, you know, I've never listened to your show. Like, this is the first time in my entire life yeah. I just had to turn it on. My, my condolences, brother. Yes. Anyway, right, yeah. anyway, Sorry going. you're wasting your day. Going <laughs> <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I, I have a job that doesn't allow me sometimes to be able to listen to the radio. on. on uh, the absolutely. Anyway, Man, what do you got? Um, you know, my my thoughts are that I believe that, and I hate I hate to be, you know, brutal, but the Democrat Party needs the different groups. Because if we woke up Ooh. tomorrow and Ooh. we were all colorblind and no one could see anybody's race, the Democrat Party would cease to exist. Well, Gus, let me tell you something. Um, we have uh, actually embraced that concept, and we've really tried to ruminate on it. What right. we were going to do, just let me tell you how prophetic your words are right now, Gus. We were going to have the next show uh, actually talk about that very thing, yep. uh, which is uh, how are these concepts playing out in politics, current politics. gerrymandering. And I really think you're onto something because I think that – we have gotten to a point to where these these concepts are being like political football. It's like a game of Monopoly. Right. Who, can, who can get the most squares on the board, and then you're going to win the game. Right, and it, when, yeah. when you talk about race, I don't think it's only the Democratic Party. I think it's yes. it's both parties. Both but I parties, think that yeah. what we're basically doing is we're we're working on our our we're working on making ourselves more divided, yeah, Gus. And that's that's the thing that really creates an issue for us is we should be trying to bring ourselves together. And one of the reasons why this show was even created is because it seems like we're going in the wrong direction. Uh, as a nation, it seems like we're we're reinforcing the walls between us that that uh, that should not be there. Uh, we look at uh, Jim and I look at the concept of race as a defective chip within our our national DNA that's going to lead us to failure. It's a failure mode. It's something that needs to be uh, uh, worked out. But Gus, what do you think are the solutions to this issue, if if you have any? Uh, you know, the only solution it starts in the home. I mean, I have two kids. And I have two kids in, my, in their late twenties, and I have also have an eleven year old. And my two kids, when they were in their late 20s, when they were little kids, my wife and I made a conscious decision that we weren't even going to mention the word race. We grew up in a neighborhood with a ton of Asians and Filipinos and and, and Middle Eastern people. And we just said, hey, the guy in the blue car, the guy with the white shirt on, the guy with the baseball, we never – 
mentioned the word race. You're doing more to, to, to make America not everything. divided than, than a civil rights lawyer That's does. Exactly I'm telling you, that is exactly yeah. where, it's where it begins. starts. Gus, uh, I want you to hold for a minute. Gus, we got hold on. we got to go to uh, We're going to want to get back on. to you. You're definitely a voice of reason here. Uh, we have Shale uh, on the phone. I uh, want to thank you for being Hi, so patient. Welcome to a, ni- a Nation Divided. We want to know your thoughts on the concept of race. Should we still have it in America all these years uh, after slavery ended? What are your thoughts, Shale? Uh, I am a physician, and I was, uh, I am taught like a lot of other physicians. When you are taking a history, you, you have to fill the race box and write what the race is, because certain diseases are characteristic right. of certain races. Right. So, like if you uh, write. Uh, 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 you know, black for somebody or African-American for somebody, you have to uh, at once think of certain diseases like Absolutely. Sickle cell, anemia. Sickle cell, and Shale, I, I, yeah. I completely agree with you. We have a situation where there there are certain issues that genetically code us. I mean, as, a, as an individual yes. that is called African-American, yes. I've, I've got a higher risk for colon cancer, higher risk for prostate cancer, yes. uh, all of these yes. things. But, but do, now, Shale, here's the question. Do you believe that the, that the simple genetic fact that there is a preponderance, and, and it's a hereditary thing, yeah. right? This is all hereditary uh, characteristics. Right. That there, that there is a preponderance of evidence that you can use race to determine the probability that a person may have some particular defined medical problem uh, in the future in their in their life. Do you think that that bleeds over to the idea that you can use race to define no, all characteristics no, I of an do individual? Not. Right. I and do I, not. And I, I do not. And the reason being that uh, as I am, uh, I have immigrated from India and uh, legally, and um, I am uh, very proud to be American, and I've lived here a long time. Right. And I came, and I've never, I have never ever, I'm brown-skinned, and I've never ever felt that uh, any because of the color of my skin. Maybe I had the privilege of working with very nice people. Well, Shale, let me tell you something. You, uh, you, yes. Your perspective is definitely very important. I mean, and, and the concept of white and black people is somewhat, mm-hmm. it's somewhat different for folks that, that were born here because we were taught about the, all of these issues from birth and they were kind of drilled into I our understand. head from birth. I totally but understand. You, in totally... terms of your point, though, in terms of the medical coding and the, and the, the concept of genetic, uh, whatever genetic characteristics that we have that may have something to do with uh, categorizing our, our likelihood or our, our propensity for a certain thing, that is definitely something that uh, is going to help science and not going to be done away with. Shell, thank you so much for your opinions. Uh, and Thank folks, if you. you'd like to join, I, I, I'm a first time listener to your radio, and I will listen again because oh, it's thank a very you, Shale. interesting. Thank you so much for calling in, Shale. Uh, Tim from Los Angeles, uh, welcome to a nation divided. Want to thank you for being so patient and holding. Uh, oh, actually, I'm being told by my producers we're going to have to get to you after. Tim, the break. we're going to get right back. Tim, to we're going to get straight to you when we get back, folks. If you'd like to join the discussion, we're at one eight hundred two 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 five two two two. A nation divided, where we talk about so many uncomfortable painful, soul-destroying, mystifying subjects, and we're talking about something that doesn't get talked about a lot is, very simply, why do we still have white and black black people in this country? I always thought I was from Mars. Maybe true. Who knows, I think you're from Mars, dude. Reach us at 1-800-222-5222. We'll be back. We love you, folks. Let us hear your voice.
Welcome back, folks. We are KBC Talk Radio 790. You are listening to A Nation Divided, talking about what doesn't commonly get talked about, uncovering the things that are usually buried in the corners. Today we're talking about race and why we still have race. Why do we still have white and black people all of these years after that concept of white and black people was created to perpetuate a system uh, that we can pretty much all agree was unfair, wrong, evil, whatever, that being American slavery. We want to know your thoughts, folks. You can reach us at 1-800-222-5222. Mark, we're going to get to you in just a second. Tim, thank you for being so patient and holding. Uh, Welcome to A Nation Divided, brother. We'd love to know what you think. Well, I, I think that in the first place, we're dealing with a disorder that there's a reason that a human being would see another human being as being disposable, um, being an animal, being something other than a human being, and therefore uh, susceptible to all the crimes that we've seen committed against black folks over the years. Very good point, Tim. Very good point. That that it's diagnosable. You can Google it. It's called superiority complex disorder. And I think that people that have, you know, that disorder can be treated. But there's a whole other group of people out there that suffer ignorance that just don't have an, an appreciation or understanding uh, of cultures different they than don't their have own. The knowledge. And Tim, you know, if, if you take don't a poll, have the knowledge. Uh, yeah, and I was just reading a poll that said that most Americans, something along the lines of 70 percent, believe that racism is still an issue or that just race relations are a problem uh, that exists today. And we've been trying to figure out what are the best ways to handle this. Uh, should we have more sensitivity training, more all of this and this and that? And I'm thinking yeah, about I, a very I, novel I, I approach, would... which is let's abolish the concept itself, which is let's just stop referring to ourselves instead of being African-American and white American as being American. What do you think about that? I, I think that, you know, it, it, I don't want to call it a pipe dream. I think it's a good dream to have, but as a first step, People that are out there governing us and holding guns and putting us in jail and deciding life and death, those are the folks we need to start with first, determining whether they are mentally fit to make the kinds of decisions they're making, because that would give us a great explanation for why life passes so casually in front of them. Tim, thank you so much. I'm going to, okay, go ahead. Secondly, go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Yeah, Tim, sorry. I was was just going to say that. You know, when you say uh, abolish it across the nation sort of with one fell swoop, it, how do you get there without taking steps? And all yes. I'm suggesting is that we take the step of diagnosing uh, the disease first. Tim, I can't thank you enough for calling. We love your opinions. And, uh, folks, if you'd like to weigh in and after the show or anytime, you can reach us at nationdividedradio.com. We just got a website up. That's called nationdividedradio.com. We'd love to know your thoughts. And, by the way, if they were going to write a book about my life, I believe that it would have the title pipe dream right that would probably be my life story <laughs> well hey point. you know what there, we've said we said it earlier there's still like two percent of people that believe that the earth is flat inside the united states but at one time everybody did that's so correct. that changed right absolutely mark uh thank you for being so patient and for holding so long we'd love you to hear what you think uh, on the nation divided uh, let us know brother thank you well i i think that um Trying to eliminate that is essentially elimination or erasing of diversity. And everybody has diverse experiences, their perspectives. That's what makes America very different and very wonderful, in my opinion. Yes. Continue, please. Exactly. And, and And when people are being asked to essentially go in the closet or hide whatever it is that makes them diverse, first of all, they they aren't eliminating it. 
they're they're just they're just making it appear as though it's not there. People Excellent are going points. to know differences in people's skin color, in people's gender, uh, physical appearance, um, sexual orientation. All yeah, but Mark, let me ask is. you the question though: Why should race be more important than any other? defining characteristic for your diversity your uniqueness your your uniqueness as a human being the self uh, self determination liberty all these things that we all believe in why should race be more important than any of those other things why should it be questions on a census questions that you're asked on a insurance form maybe things that people use like to describe one another let's say like police describe people when they pull them over why should it why should race be more important than any other characteristic well, first of all, I didn't say it was more important than any other characteristic, but white people don't have the problem of driving while white. White people don't have the problem of sitting in their apartments on the couch watching television right. and having Great points. police and officers Mark, uh, Yeah, if I can, if I can weigh in briefly, I'm not trying to say that we shouldn't embrace our cultural differences. The, the culture is very real, and there's a very uh, important thing about diversity, which which makes America so wonderful, is that we do we are a melting pot. Uh, we do have wonderful cultural differences. That's one of the reasons why we are so uh, sought after in terms of the creation of art, and and we just seem to lead the way in many ways uh, in terms of just the actual uh, just evolution uh, of things uh, it, it worldwide. Uh, but the concept of culture is somewhat distinct from the abstract categorization of one group of people in a box which says black or negro or african american and other people in a box that says white and i believe that you know as we as we talk about these very groundbreaking concepts we can probably differentiate uh, between you know embracing culture and embracing our diversity but not calling it black and white per se uh, Mark, hold on. We're going to want to get right back to you. We've got some folks that we also want to get to. Uh, Wayne, you have been so wonderfully patient. Thank you so much for holding. Welcome to A Nation Divided. You're on live uh, with Brian and Jim. Hi, guys. Uh, I, I basically agree with your premise, but uh, I think you got to follow the money and see who's making a living off promoting racism and uh, creating problems among races. And who are, you, who are you referring to when you say my buddy? Did you say my buddy? No, he said follow the bunny. Oh, no, the I think, what, Wayne, bunny. what you're okay. trying to say follow, there is that something that we all know historically as well, right, Wayne, is that, that this has really always been about money. So, you know, Brian and I were having this discussion before that you really don't have this concept of race in the United States of America as it, as it exists if you don't have slavery. And you didn't have slavery if you didn't have people needing money. And you didn't have people really needing money if they didn't need to prop up the colonies that were basically failing, that couldn't make enough money. And you didn't have colonization if you didn't have imperialism, right? So it all goes back to money and power. And I think that's what you're saying, that, right? I don't know. I'm, I'm not saying historically. I'm talking about right Today, now. right. All the race mongers that are out there, they're making a living getting elected to office and uh, running, uh, you know, sham wow. church religious things. Wow. Uh, all based on wow. yep. stirring up 
Stirring that pot. Stirring the pot. And, and Wayne, and there's a lot to divided. eat from it. Yep. And, and gosh, you're just hitting the nail so hard on the head because we've always wondered why we still do this and what, you know, why. And what we started doing, there's a lot of people in this country that still profit uh, in many ways from our differences and, and, and making right. people angry because of our differences. And one of the things that really has disturbed me is when I look at and analyze this, like, for example, they have these groups, the alt-right, uh, all of these other groups. There are people in their 20s that are in there doing this. These are young people uh, that, are not, that are now out there marching with their hand in the air who were born in the 90s. And how did they get to be, yeah. to be thinking this way? It's because someone has an interest in making them think that way. Sure. And, and they have a personal interest, too, right? It's a way that they maybe think they can gain something over someone yes. else without actually working for it. Yes. Wayne, don't go anywhere. Uh, Sean from Los Angeles, you've been so patient. Uh, we'd like to get you on. And, folks, if you'd like to join the discussion, uh, you can call in at 1-800-222-5222. Once again, 1-800-222-5222. And you can reach us at nationdividedradio.com. Uh, we'd like to hear your thoughts. Uh, and the question is, why do we still have white and black people? Why do we still have the concept of race? Uh, all of these years after uh, the con the genesis of it, which was American slavery, has been debunked and proven to be something that w was not consistent with our values. Sean from Los Angeles, thank you for holding. We are dying to know what you think. Well, I think uh, that, you know, there's another way of looking at this because there are different shades of white. There are different shades of black. And they're not all white, white, and they're not all black, black. And then the whole point is basically there are a lot of different cultural differences within every group. Yes, and if that's you correct. look at it more broadly, I mean, they're like a lot of white people are white, but they're coming from a lot of different backgrounds, right. a lot of different shade of white, and there are a lot of different black people from a lot of different shades of black. Yeah, and one of the interesting and things is if you get to it, really poor people, like people that are way, way, way below the poverty line, white and black people are almost exactly the same. If you're getting to, to poor folk, you almost don't even have those cultural differences anymore because they just the, the behavior and everything is so is so similar. Anyway, I know because I've had to live my whole life in both worlds. I'm sorry for cutting you off, Sean. Keep going, brother. Yeah, and I, and I think it's just not about black or white. It's just like the people who feel really um, not uh, understanding the culture, not right. understanding or being afraid of it. I mean, you could see some white homeless person out there and still be afraid of that person and he's not black right. and then could have whatever i mean there's like a lot of differences That's but i great think point, we Michael. need to really oh, promote yeah we need to really promote the understanding of the culture more than anything else not just the race i completely agree with you folks we're gonna have to take what... a short break and uh sean don't go anywhere uh michael we're gonna start with you after the break thanks for being so patient folks we'd love to hear your opinions if you'd like to weigh in you can reach us at 1-800-222-5222 I know it's a kind of a, a taboo topic, but we're kind of trying to talk about why it is that we're divided. And I think that in, along these lines, we have to talk about why we still uh, see ourselves as black and white people before we see ourselves as American. Uh, we are going to be taking a break, and we will get right back to you after the break, folks. You are listening to A Nation Divided, which hopefully we won't be for long. And reach us at 1 800 5222. We'll be right back, folks. All right, we're back, folks. Uh, thank you so much for being so wonderful. 
We're talking about things that a lot of people don't like to talk about. Welcome to A Nation Divided. Uh, Brian and Jim coming to you live from Culver City. Uh, if you'd like to hit us up during the week, uh, we'd love to hear your opinions even after the show. You can reach us at nationdividedradio.com. I was just told that uh, next week, uh, USC football will be play- will be played at this time. So uh, we'll be here. We're going to have to resume the discussion uh, in a couple of weeks, and we're going to be talking about the political the politicization and why race is still an issue with regard to politics. Uh, Sean, we want to hear from you. Uh, th- oh, I apologize. I apologize. Uh, Sean, we'll get to you next. But Michael, you've been so patient. Uh, thank you so much for holding for so long, uh, Sean. You'll be next. Uh, welcome to a nation divided, uh, Michael. We are dying to know what you think. Hey, Brian and Jim, can you hear me? Yeah, we, we got you, you Michael. Fine, brother. Tell us what you think. Hey, great show. First time listening to your program. You Thank know, you I so was much. just to the radio and I heard it. Great topic. I think you guys are handling a very sensitive topic very professionally, and that's really great. Um, Certainly you know, appreciate you, brother. Thanks, Michael. Thinking about, yeah, thinking a little bit about this subject, you know. I was raised in a time, you know, where, where I was a I'm a Hispanic, you know, multiple generation, but my birth certificate says white. Yes. You know, and we always looked at that as thinking like, you know, well, I'm Hispanic, you know, but there was no there was no title for that. So the, the black and the, the white difference, I really believe what one of the gentlemen said today is it all starts at home. Right. And I mean, that is that is the hope. Oh, right? yeah. For, Without a doubt. Us moving forward. The terminology means nothing. What it is. We come together when we're taught how Amen. to be together. Amen, brother. You know, Michael, I, I work with I work with for the probation department as a volunteer, and I wow. work in the juvenile hall. Wow! And I have a mentoring chip program for the kids. They're Thank black, you white, for your service. Hispanic. Thank you, Michael. Yes. Yeah, and it and it, and that's one of the greatest things I've done in my life. It's outside of my career, but what I do, and I've seen that when you get kids all together adherently. There's not a hatred towards each other. Absolutely. You know, it's instilled in the, in the environment where they come from. Yes. But one thing I can say is I have noticed throughout the years that that difference, that difference in race and culture is slowly going away. Amen. We and I so want to believe that. that. To be extremely important. And look at the conversation we're having, a white and a black man having this conversation in a peaceful manner. This is what we need. We need more of this type of radio, this type of discussion where it's calm. It's delicate, but it's sincere. Can't thank you enough for calling. Thank you, and do a great job like you're doing. I really appreciate it. Appreciate you, Michael. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. I love the love in the air. You notice one of the things that you hear from his voice is compassion and kindness. Sure. When you're hearing from someone who is embodied uh, concepts of race and superiority, there's always anger. You hear the anger, and you can almost tell the hallmark of someone who is who is dealing with these concepts because they're very angry. And he's got a, a voice that obviously well, reflects the. You know, you piece. pick it up on a guy like that too. I just got to say this too, Brian. You listen to him; his experience clearly has made it so that he could not have that kind of anger. He would not be able to take that kind of position point. because of his experience, and it all comes back to fraternity, right? Right. Good point. Living Sean. together. Good point, uh, Sean from Los Angeles. Uh, thank you for being so patient. Uh, we'd like to get to you real briefly. Uh, do you have any follow-up points? Yeah. um, The other thing I just wanted to add is just like, you know, we need to really avoid political correctness toward this subject. We need to really get into it and make sure everybody understand the concept promoted in Hollywood and different places, just like you guys do, and have more conversation about what exactly the race is, how to avoid racism and all of that. But it has to be done. Uh, just, I, I really feel how you guys are handling this is amazing, but it, there has to be more talk about this. Got to talk. And there has to be, yeah, 
there. Thank you so much for calling, Sean. Uh, Thanks, Sean. We so appreciate your voice, folks. Thank you so much for calling. Martha from West Los Angeles, uh, thank you for being so patient. Uh, We'd love to hear your voice. Tell us what you think. Welcome to A Nation Divided. Hello. Yes, I'm 78 years old, and the world has certainly changed during my lifetime. Certainly. uh, uh, In our country, for, for the better. Yes. And there would be no issue of racism today if it wasn't being perpetuated right. by poli- certain political people. Right. You want to get you want to you want to take it a step further and say yes, uh, define uh, what you mean by certain political people? I mean we like to yes, rip the scam right off around here. In, in, in particular, the use this week uh, of the criticism of Trump, who I am not fond of, but let's face mm-hmm. it, he used the word lynched. Yes. Uh, lynch. That word came from a man named Lynch, Lynchburg, Virginia, back uh, actually uh, during the Revolutionary War, where uh, a lot of atrocities were were committed. Uh, The lynching was involving uh, British uh, loyalists. Right. So, Martha, what do you see as the solution here? I mean, we're, we're talking about things that uh, obviously need to be talked about. We've heard a lot of incredibly insightful comments from people who have talked about the home. And suppose there's some homes where they're still reinforcing the wrong, like the issues of, of, of uh, de- our differences, and they're not talking about things that bring us together. What do you think we should be doing uh, as a nation to bring ourselves uh, kind of closer together? I think most families are, especially here in uh, California, I saw the world of difference when I moved here to California. Where were you? Where'd you move from? In the late 60s, and it's uh, really in families here. Where did you move from, Martha? Where were you before, if I may? Philadelphia. Okay, Philly. Okay, yes. Yes. So, uh, actually, things are, are much always were much better here in in California as the families uh, taught their children to accept in the schools kids all different races, all different uh, ethnicities. And actually, there would be no uh, racial uh, differences if it wasn't being perpetuated by certain politicians. Uh, right. A few, few um, Martha, use of a word. A absolutely. Little- I want to thank you so much for calling. Unfortunately, I could probably talk to you all afternoon, but we're going to have to move on. Thank you so much for calling. And her point is that it's something that we keep hearing. We have this concept being reinforced over and over again because there are individuals that can profit from it. Uh, there are people that... that uh, for whatever reason, appear to be wanting us to be divided, appear to be wanting p- to perpetuate uh, things that are going to make us angry towards one another. And I guess when we actually talk about that, uh, that we're even aware of it matters. Uh, but the thing is, what are we going to do about it? And You know, i got to say, though, Brian, and I hear what Martha's saying, and we've talked about this quite a bit. Certainly there are people that are trying to make a bigger deal again out of race or trying to bring it back, sort of <laughs> bring back that time, so to speak, so that they can profit off of it. And I think that people are that are making that point politically, they're making the point about it being about money. I think those guys are right, but I have to say that I believe that this wouldn't exist if it wasn't already there. In other words, it's not just a couple of politicians mm-hmm. doing this. This is much deeper. It's this whole systemic notion of racism, right. the idea of scientific racism. It got embedded in our culture so long ago that people sometimes they don't even realize that they're right. doing it. It works for the blind side. Yeah. And uh, we just got a few minutes left, and I want to get some final thoughts. Uh, Mark, uh, we, have, we have just a limited amount of time. Thank you for listening. Uh, take us home with some of the things you think we can do to make this whole thing better, brother. Well, I don't I I mean my answer is essentially that people need to respect uh diversity, not try to hide it. And 
the, the, the thing that I'm finding frustrating is that, generally speaking, it's, it's, the, it's, it's a difficulty with ambiguity, and uh-huh. it's a fear when people don't like and accept diversity. And, and the fear, I don't believe you can have uh, these kinds of, of, of mortal divisions, these kinds of deep things without having some level of fear, Mike, or Mark. I apologize. I, I totally agree with you. So listen, I, uh, Mark, I wish I could, I could keep you on, um, but, you know, time is, is running short here. Um, and we just want to close out with uh, Michael. Uh, you've been patient. Uh, do you have any final thoughts for us? Yes. Is this, am I on? Yeah, you're, you're on. Ready to go, you're divided. Michael. You're our last caller, brother. What do you got to say? Well, I already spoke about it. I was the one who volunteers with the juvenile hall, but a yeah. follow-up to all this that I'm hearing today is that I feel we can go we can go our political parties and make that the issue, but the issue is always the same. It's how do we come together. And the way we come together is having a discussion like this where we all have a part of it and we are all accepting and respecting each other's dialogue thank you so now, much for calling been, michael uh we're going to be around week after next we'd love to hear from thank you, you then. michael uh jim you wanted to say some things about the science behind all of this and why it's just not accurate you know what occurs to me is this thing that we were talking about last week just we hit it briefly on this thing about the 23 and me thing yeah i've done it and you haven't done it yet and i know you're going to do it but you've had your family members yeah do my it. uncle did it he said guess what we're 73 percent white <laughs> yeah you look and, in there and i was like that hasn't really worked in my life but anyway keep going you start <laughs> understanding all of a sudden that you know what gosh i mean and then it changes to you do the 23 and me thing and it tells you a little bit about what your ancestry is and then it changes after six months because they get more samples right, right. so what that starts telling me deep down is that we're all the same genetic code and when you go back and you read the history and you read that the word race and the word species used to mean the same thing, and at some point some smart guys tried to turn it into something else, and they were doing it probably because they had a money reason. They had some different motivations for it. So it, when you start thinking about that and then you look at the science today, you look at this concept, and we mentioned it last week, of the mitochondrial Eve and the chromosomal atom. And here's a thing that they know with statistical certainty. That at some point within about 100 to 150,000 years ago, every single man, woman, and child on the face of the earth come, came from one man and one woman. In other words, we've all got one grandmother that we share, and we all, every single one of us have one grandfather that we share. And so here's the point. If that's really true, then that means that race never really existed, and anything that's happened since then to make race be something, it was invented. And, folks, I, I have to echo that. I've always gone with the with the concept of what you put in, you get out. And if you put in something wrong, you're going to get out something wrong. Um, the idea that race was created has to always, in our nation, go back to slavery. It's a man-made construct. Man-made it was thing. used to perpetuate this system. wasn't to, always there. And to create a, an idea among people that we're her- inherently different. And I want to thank everybody for calling, uh, folks. We've had such a wonderful discussion. We're going to be back week after next, and we're going to talk about something a little more hard-hitting, which is how this is used in the political climate to further divide us. Uh, we are a nation divided, folks, and we are reachable at nationdividedradio.com. And we want to let you know as we leave, even if we disagree with you, we, we love, love you all. all. Signing off now, folks. Have a wonderful week. A Nation Divided, furnished by the Cochrane Firm.